0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 33 of Flip the Switch. My name is Ashley
1: and my name is Haley
0: and we're super excited to have another special guest on the episode today. We're going to be talking all about what it's like to start a charge chapter um, in dealing with post-grad life, something that me and Haley are going to have to deal with soon, huh? We don't mm. talk about it, um, but um, do we want to introduce our guests really quick? Who do we have today, Haley?
1: We have Miss Julia Shaughnessy, who I am so excited to introduce to you guys. Julia has been one of my biggest role models for the last like three years of my life and has become one of my best friends. So I'm so excited that she's here talking with us today. And I think you guys will learn a lot from her. She's 2 years older than me and Ashley so she has a little bit more experience which is why we wanted to talk to her but I will let Julia talk why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself Julia Hi everyone I
2: am so so excited to be on Flip the Switch today so thank you so much Um I am so I graduated from UMass last year in 2019 and I grew up in Shrewsbury Mass my whole life and I, in my time at UMass, I was a psych neuroscience major and currently now post grad, I work at UMass Memorial Children's Center and I work as a patient care technician on their pediatric inpatient unit. So I'm essentially a nursing assistant on the floor. And I for charge, I am currently an RCL. So I am a regional chapter lead for 16 chapters on the East Coast. But for the last two years since I was ambassador, I was a CLC. So I got to work closely with like four to five chapters for the last two years, which was really cool.
1: Awesome. That is how me and Ashley know Julia. She actually brought charge to UMass, which is something that we're going to talk about with her today. But I'll let Ashley kind of talk a little bit too.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I got to know Julia pretty well too um, my sophomore year, which was when Julia was a senior. Um, so it was really awesome to get to know her, um, and kind of hear, I know a little bit about her charge story and everything, but Julia, why don't you tell the listeners, um, why you wanted to start a charge chapter at UMass and what year you were in, where you were like kind of in your college life and what that, um, situation was like for you.
2: Absolutely. So my charge journey started, it didn't start until right before my sophomore year. So essentially freshman year. I had that extremely lonely year. It was great in some aspects, I guess, for school because I was really focused on school and that was kind of my thing. But then it's kind of one of those things where like once you're out of class, like what did I have? You know, like it wasn't a lot of, you know, my peers around me were like UMass is the best, like freshman year is amazing. Like I found my friends for life and everything and I would be, you know, keeping my door open, but I would just kind of be sitting kind of hearing everybody else like make those friendships. And. You know, just doing college things, going out together. And I didn't have that experience at all. And when I wasn't in class, I would go to the gym, I would try group fit classes. And I totally enjoyed being at UMass because there are so amazing resources and things there. But the friendships and like the family home feel that just wasn't really something I had. And I tried to give it a chance um, for the first semester. And I knew like, you know, it's just homesickness. But I was like calling my parents for hours every day. And um, that didn't still didn't go away when I came back second semester. And what happened second semester was I like made it through my first year, made it through finals. And I came back home. Right, like probably three days after finals and my best friend from high school was talking to me trying to see how I was doing because she knew I, I was really struggling freshman year and just having like just feeling so so lonely and just really unsure of what to do going to sophomore year and she was like oh you know what I joined this group called Charge like it was their first semester at UConn. Um, I feel like this might be something you'd be interested in because she knew I was like going to the rec center um, a lot. And that was kind of my thing that I had. And I had trained for a half marathon just to kind of give myself like a goal. Um, And I missed having like a team from high school and everything. So um, I missed kind of goal setting and really just having like that fitness um part of my lifestyle. So she's like, I think you'd really like it. So I immediately look it up like while we're talking and I go to charge.com. Um, and they have this, like, map that has, shows, like, the bolts that mark where all the copters are, and there wasn't one in, like, at UMass at all, so the only one in Massachusetts at the time was BC, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, there isn't one at UMass yet, and, like, right underneath it was, like, Um, interested in bringing charge to your university. So I click on that. And then Sarah Clem, who was the director of expansion at the time, her email popped up. So I shot her an email and she was like, I'm so happy to hear from you. Like, keep your eye out for August 1st. So then August 1st, so that is like the month before my sophomore year started, I wrote up all of my like written answers for the application. And then I moved in sophomore year. Um, very apprehensively, but um, my roommate Shannon, for sophomore year, she recorded me going all around campus filming my Bring Charge to UMass video, which is still on YouTube. If anyone's interested <laughs> in watching that, but um, yeah. So I filmed that video, applied, and then I had a couple rounds of interviews, and then I fa- I think I found out like end of September that I was chosen to be a founding ambassador, and then I started training. Um. And that was like nine weeks of virtual training every week. And it was you know starting to set up all the virtual um, accounts, like all the social media accounts, Facebook pages, started to slate my exec team. Um, and those are all really, really exciting um, parts of the process. But I guess long story short, I wanted to bring Charge to because I didn't want any freshman or transfer or any student to feel how I felt my freshman year. And just that feeling of being like a tiny fish in a huge pond and just kind of feeling insignificant and like you're just another spire number on campus, like that kind of feeling was something that I just really wanted to do whatever I could to keep anybody else from feeling that way.
1: I'm really glad that you talked about that because, I mean, especially at UMass, it's such a big school that it's so hard to kind of find your place freshman year. I know that I really struggled with that as well. I know me and Ashley have talked about how we both have. And it's something that's very common that you're kind of surrounded by everyone who's posting things like that you went to high school with and like competing with each other to see like who's having the most fun. But like, realistically, like everyone's kind of going through that new change and it's really hard and I think I know I like I said went through that really tough like change into a big school like my high school had like 98 kids so I was very overwhelmed with that but I will say that Julia kind of took me in in her small group it was supposed to be 15 of us but me and Julia were the only ones who came every week so I got pretty close with Julia pretty fast um so that was definitely what made me feel more at home at campus. I will say, Julia, I saw your Facebook post and joined before I even came to campus, knowing that it was kind of where I wanted to be but I was like too quiet to talk to anyone at any of the events like I would like say hi to Julia and like I still remember like the first time she said my name at small group I was like oh my god like she knows who I am like it was just like I you were just the coolest person so the fact that you also went through that part of your freshman year I think is really comforting for like a lot of girls to hear um But besides just like bringing it to campus, how did starting it kind of shape the rest of your college experience?
2: It is so crazy because even though I was at UMass, and looking back now after everything, like there is no campus I would have rather spent my four years at. But you know, I almost feel like freshman year, and then the following three were like took place at two completely different schools, because it was just, it was such a a quick change, like, literally finding out that I was going to be bringing it there, and then just going through all the processes. And part of it, too, is kind of starting to recruit girls for your your launching semester. So for UMass, I was going to be spring 2017. So I started, you know, meeting new people, slating the exec team, people started to like be more, a little bit more familiar with charge coming to UMass. And I was reaching out to all of those girls who had indicated they'd be interested in getting to tell other people I knew in classes about it. So I just feel like it gave me such a really cool connection, but, um, it also just gave me this purpose and it was so much more than just joining a club. Um, but I wanted to, I know, I've said this before, but I wanted again because I didn't want any freshmen or anybody to have that feeling I felt so I really wanted to cultivate that make everyone feel like a someone type of culture within the campus and I just felt like being able to kind of serve on exec and everything and you know working really hard obviously to create the chapter and continue to cultivate that type of friendship and community there by also reap the same benefits of charge of growing confidence, building those friendships, building a support system, and just kind of giving me something to look forward to every week going to weekly workouts and everything. And it shaped me as, you know, an individual on campus, it shaped me as a leader. Um, But I just feel like it completely just transformed, like, not only my college experience, but who I am as a person. And it's just so insane to look back at.
0: I love what you had to say about how Charge essentially like gave you a purpose like for being at school and something outside of your classes, because I totally agree, um, especially mm-hmm. even speaking from someone that's never been on the exec team. I, you know, just like you said and how Haley said, I went through the same experience of having a freshman year where you're really struggling to kind of find your place and to find your people and slowly involving yourself, you know, in something like Charge where you're responsible when you sign up to go to a workout to show up and then you're responsible to put in the work and to put the work into yourself. And then once I got a little bit more confident then I would be a small group leader. And then I joined membership committee. Like I had more sense of a purpose to believe in myself and build that confidence in college. And that's something I never could have done in charge. Like, charge actually gave me the confidence to go out and pursue other leadership positions in other organizations so for anyone listening that's like ever thought about like joining charge or whatnot like that's definitely one of the things that I think I've definitely gotten out of it and both like Julia and Haley being on the exec team like I can't even speak as to how much purpose that serves to someone especially now overseeing Haley overseeing 300 girls and then Julia overseeing like over a dozen chapters it's just it's crazy Um, so how do you think, um, we just talked about how CHARGE kind of shaped your college experience, but how would you say that CHARGE has influenced your life outside of college now that you've graduated?
2: Oh my goodness. So I think that I'm so lucky because CHARGE was something that of course was so integral to my college experience, but, um, I was able to stay involved as a CLC and then now as an RCL, so CHARGE has just become truly part of my life period, just totally, again, transcended just college, and it has been such an important I think like a link to who I am because when you I know that we'll probably talk about this later too but transitioning into post-grad you kind of have like a mini existential crisis which is very normal because your your life is completely changing um from what you've been used to for the last four years and it's been such an important link for me to have to you know, people who are so important to me. And also, again, like the charge mission. So it's just something I've been able to continue to have as a constant in my life. And also, I've been able to be a mentor as CLC and RCL. And that has been such an incredible opportunity and a really exciting role for me. So that is something I've really, really enjoyed.
1: That's awesome. I feel like you definitely expand you were a CLC while you were still on campus right yeah you were your senior year you were a CLC yes yeah so you had that like the two years of being a CLC and then now you're in RCL which is just amazing that you get to oversee so many chapters and that's definitely something that i like want to continue following in your footsteps I can't even believe that I got to follow in your footsteps of being the ambassador so that has been something that's been really cool but I agree that especially being like on the exec team it really does help grow your confidence um, and you definitely build way more friendships so especially for girls who have been in charge and are thinking about joining the exec team their junior, senior year, or even their sophomore year. Um, If you're listening to this a little bit later, feel free to reach out to either of us. Um, We would love to give you guys advice on that. And I couldn't recommend it more. Um, But we'll kind of transition more to talking about post-grad now, because this is something that is also super relatable but can you kind of just describe what the first few months of post-grad were like for you? I know that like you and me have talked about this, but I think that you talking about this with everyone would be really helpful. So like what were your plans for right after graduation? Like are they the same as what you're doing right now? (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs)
2: um, I guess like so before I say anything, everyone's post grad experience is so different. So this I'm just speaking to my experience, but um like when I noticed like you know as like the months are counting down senior year, you're kind of looking around and you know people are announcing, you know, job acceptances and like everyone's working on their senior thesis and projects and all of these really incredible things and I think that this is like the first time where you're like looking around because the last time you were a senior you know, at least for me, most of my peers were all going to undergrad just like me. So that was something you kind of have that, like, you take comfort in that shared experience. Like, as, again, as scary as being away from home and kind of taking that huge step and um, starting life as an undergrad, um, is. And now it's like everybody has their complete own unique direction, which is so exciting, but also terrifying at the same time. And then you kind of get stuck in a, or at least I got stuck in the mindset of like oh my gosh, like they already have a job lined up and it's September, like the beginning of senior year and I have no idea what I'll be doing. And um, so for at least the first few months of post-grad, so the kind of step one was figuring out like where will I be? And because I was planning going to grad school. And the program I was planning on was to apply for PA school. So to be a physician assistant, I knew that I wanted to wait till I was as competitive as possible as an applicant. And to do so for PA school specifically, you need clinical hours. So I've been working as a nursing assistant in nursing homes, home health care, and then in the hospital um, since after my freshman year. Um, so actually right around the time that I applied to bring charge TMAS. mass. So I had some clinical hours, but again, those are mostly obtained over summer breaks. So I was like, you know what? I to be as confident as possible on my application, I'm gonna take a gap year. Something I really didn't want to do um, from the get go, but a lot of my advisors had recommended it, and they're like, I know it's probably not what you want to do, but it's so common, and it'll really help you with your application. Um, getting to save up some money before going to school again, all that good stuff. So. I was like, OK. So I moved back home after graduation, um, which is super interesting because I share a room with my younger sister still. So um, and being back in my hometown and everything. So that was kind of step one. And then just kind of really shifting from my academic schedule, which is, I love being a student and kind of, you know, having you know your classes are consistent charge meetings, you know, all those um, extracurricular obligations and just living with your roommates and all the fun that college has for you to being like, all right, I'm at home and I go to work and that's all I know for right now. So that was pretty much what my first few months of post-grad looked like.
0: That's so like crazy to think, you know, I think the thing that you said that really like always like makes me wonder like what postgrad is going to be like is what is it going to be like to move back home if that's the reality for a lot of people um and so you know I think like at least for me it's like normal to hear that people move back home and it's normal to hear that there are like growing pains when like you're graduating college because I think like a lot of us experienced it with high school too you know like you are like on such this high and someone said it to me once they go when you're about to graduate high school or college or whatever it is, you're exactly right where you want to be. And then you graduate and it's basically like a clean slate. Like it's all just wiped away. So it's just the craziest thing to like think that it's something we're all going to go through eventually, but it's just like crazy to hear how like people are adjusting and honestly making it work. Like at the end of the day, it always works out. And like, I can confidently say that from what I see like Julia doing, like she's killing it. So if she can do it, then like she can give us the energy to all do it. Um, so that's super awesome. But, um, what would you say that you think are the best parts about your post-grad life so far?
2: Definitely. So the best parts of post-grad, I think that so one, it is really cool. Like While everyone does have their different directions they're going in, it's really, really cool to get to kind of stay in touch and get to see like, you know, you might kind of upon graduation know like, oh, my friend is moving to New York City and then get to just kind of follow along and the, the doors that open up for them moving forward. And again, getting to visit them or getting to just catch up, I think is just really, really cool. Um, And just see those individuals continue to grow. Um, and then... I think as well, there are so many things that I learned in my college years that made me confident and feel as ready as possible for the adult world. And I think that it's just been really great to reflect and think about how these different experiences in college and again, the relationships and support system I built, like how they have, you know, they've become such an important part of who I am and how I handle post grad. I think. And even getting to reflect and be like, I make decisions or choose to do things the way I do now. And it's completely different than my high school self would have or how I imagine I would have back when I was 18, like the last time I was living at home. And I am just like, it's really cool to see. And it makes me, you know, really grateful to have learned so much about myself um, when I was in college and just really being able to integrate those things that are important to me and what make me feel like my best self and like myself the most, I think. And that's just been really great.
1: I'm sorry, that's awesome to hear. I feel like that's very comforting, especially for someone like me and Ashley and a lot of our friends who are entering what's supposed to be our senior year. Um, So besides like your best and worst parts about post-grad, what are your plans for the next few years that are... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like I said earlier, I had been planning on applying to PA school, and this was a decision that I was a little bit shaky on and really took my sweet time (laughs) in college trying to figure out, and then I kind of, that was kind of my decision on upon senior year, and I went for it, and um, up until March, I was gearing up for PA school, took the GRE, um, and that path has completely changed, um, probably mid-March, so I still love working in the medical fields. I love science. Um, And now, basically, what's changed is I started working in pediatrics in December, and at least at the on the unit that I work on um, at UMass. So it's affiliated with the the UMass Medical School. So the residents um, in the hospital, you know, they work I'm on the unit, and there's the attendings and doctors and nurses, of course, who all work there. And while I was there, I kind of i am looking around, and I'm like, there's no physician assistants here. That's a little interesting. And I love working with children. I love working with kids. And in that environment, it's just been so incredible. And I haven't had a bad day at work, Um, and it's just so much fun. So kind of upon discovering that pediatrics was the area that I'm interested in, my path was pretty much um shaken. And I was like I guess I have to go back to the drawing board. So, long story short, now I'm kind of deciding between nurse practitioner and medical school. Um so unfortunately with the current pandemic climate, I can't really shadow or meet up with current healthcare professionals to try and kind of talk it out. So hopefully I'll have my path figured out soon. Um but again, all of those three routes of PA med school and np school like are completely different have different requirements so i'm just kind of like okay well it's all going to work out and i think that um it just kind of goes to show you that even when you graduate and you like think you know the path that you're on it is so so normal and it's so okay for it to change and that most people have a situation like this like mine happened to occur 9 months after i graduated some people it could be 2 months after they graduate or it could be a few years um and yeah so I'm just trying to enjoy um the journey as much as I can for right now um and then aside from you know career stuff I am an RCL for charge so that is the opportunity that I'm probably the most certain and excited about for right now but yeah
0: that's super awesome I think Haley has been saying this over and over again but for me it's really comforting as we keep saying to know that you know With like the craziness that's going on right now, and everyone's life is kind of shaken up, everyone's plans are changing. A lot of things are uncertain, and no one really knows where they're going or where they're going to end up or how things are going to end up. You know that stuff happens anyway. You know that stuff happens when you graduate and you think you know exactly where you want to go and you know where you're going to work and you signed everything off, and you just never know what can happen. And so um, I think it just kind of puts into perspective what is happening in the world right now, and that. You know whether or not that everything is going on would actually end up happening. You know we'd have to face you know adversity anyway, so um, it's kind of just a little bit of a good reminder to realize that we can get through hard things and we can do difficult things. So I love that. Um, but Julia, is there anything else that you'd kind of want to share to any listeners that? are listening, um, that are probably in their, um, going into their junior year or their senior year, any sort of advice you want to drop to them about post-grad life, just like final thoughts. And then, um, also a part two of that question, any final thoughts that you'd want to drop for any listener, um, that's either starting their charge journey or is considering joining charge in the future, what would you want to say to them?
2: Absolutely. So I think that the biggest thing is to follow what you're passionate about. And I know that that's kind of where I I'm at. And it's for me, it started kind of with denial where I was like, no, 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 like I have a path, like been following it. (laughs) I need to stick to it. And at the end of the day, if you like listen to yourself and follow the things that you're passionate about. Even if you wake up like two weeks from now and all of a sudden there's something you're super interested in and it never really sparked interest in you before or something new. Like I just think that following those things are what's going to make you be the happiest in life. And also again, just feel like the most like yourself because you're being true to yourself at the end of the day and definitely enjoying everything that your college years has to offer and like just always going for it um if I hadn't you know taken that leap of faith back in 2016 to bring charge to UMass like I would be a completely different person today so I just that is probably my biggest piece of advice um and uh, for anyone starting their charge journey um I think that charge is something that truly can be something not only okay so it's not only like a club that you can join in a national community, you get to be a part of. Um, but it's something that the mission, I think, is something that is so important and that will truly benefit you far beyond your college years. And to really just embrace having that community um, close and on campus with you is so incredible. And that it's truly made for everybody. So you don't need to have, you know, athletic experience in high school to join. Like it's truly something. that strives to make everybody just be their happiest, healthiest self. And that is really what it is. And I would just encourage them to give it a try and hopefully they will love it as much as we do. But again, it's something that will transcend beyond their college years for sure. So, yeah.
1: I love that. I think that's perfect advice, both in post-grad and in charge related. I think the only thing I could add to like the charge related would just be you kind of get what you give. Like if you go to more events, if you put yourself out there, like you definitely get way more of an experience than signing up and going to like a few weekly workouts. So definitely once you like commit, try to put yourself out there as much as you can because I promise it's just going to keep giving back to you and it will just keep getting better. Um, But we wanted to kind of ask like, a few rapid fire questions about, um, just you just just kind of random. Um, I mean, I should go back and forth asking you some random questions, but what is your favorite sweat sesh? Oh,
2: this is such a good one. So I, my favorite sweat sesh is F45 for sure. And I discovered it at Hampshire Meadows thanks to UMass Charge.
0: (laughs) That's super awesome. What's your favorite food?
2: My favorite food, I love pasta. <laughs> like love <laughs> pasta so much. Pasta with lots and lots of broccoli is my go-to.
1: Perfect. I'm sensing a pasta Ibasa date next time yeah. you come. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite workout clothing brand? Oh, my favorite workout clothing brand. This is so hard because I feel like I like I'm like okay if
2: I'm running it's this and if I'm <laughs> going to the gym it's this but I love Lululemon so I'm, I'm gonna go with that one
0: I'm a diehard hard Lululemon fan that's my <laughs> number one birthday gift like birthday request every single year Love exactly it. Um, do you have any book recommendations oh that's
2: another good question so I think it's so I enjoy like that you're kind of fiction novels as well as like more, not necessarily self-help um but other books that I know there's like a lot of charge recommendations like You Are a Badass um but at least for the fiction books too it, I think it just won the Pulitzer Prize but it's All the Light We Cannot See I believe is the title and that is another really good
1: book. That sounds good I'll have to add that to my list <laughs> um what is your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite ice cream flavor
2: is I'm gonna say black raspberry chip, but my favorite ice cream place um in Westboro, Mass, um it has dole whip like they like the pineapple whip, so I get that there a lot too. Oh,
0: oh my gosh! What is this place called in Westboro?
2: It's called Yolman's, so it's spelled U H L M A N apostrophe S. And fun fact, I just texted Victoria before this podcast about
0: going there. <laughs> Okay, so when we can all go and get ice cream together, we're all going to have an ice cream date there.
2: 100%. Yes, and in this current situation, they have they make, created a drive through So you literally drive up to the ice, like the window. Wow. The stand.
0: Yeah. Wow. The things that we do for ice cream. That's what <laughs> um, Speaking, I mean, kind of like off of the topic of ice cream, what's your go-to smoothie?
2: My go-to smoothie is – so. I like love berry smoothies, but if you add in like the frozen acai packet, it's a game changer. So banana, um, the acai packet, blueberries, strawberries, and then I I've used been using oat milk a lot, but I also like almond milk as well.
1: Mm, I love berry smoothies as well, so I'll have to start adding some acai to them. Um, what is your go-to snack?
2: Probably avocado toast but I always like to add something different to it um to spice it up so I will get recently I get the bruschetta like um it's like bruschetta dip that they have at Trader Joe's and I put that on top and it tastes so good bruschetta
0: dip I need to I I am a Trader Joe's like (laughs) like like not a fanatic I'm just obsessed with it and I always want to try something new and I love bruschetta and that combined with Trader Joe's, I'm, I'm going to die. I feel like anything, like I'm going off topic now, but I feel like like basic, like you could buy pretzels at the grocery store and then buy pretzels at Trader Joe's, and I'll always say that Trader Joe's is better, and they're the exact same thing. I love Trader Joe's. I um, really feel you on that. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite TV show?
2: My favorite TV show is This Is Us. 100%. Wow. I'm always
0: down for a good cry with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: This Is Us. I have one episode left that I've been like postponing, but I think I cry like every episode. Oh, you have to, you have to watch uh, it. Uh, it's the I like. I'll probably end up watching it after this. Honestly, I've been waiting to watch it. Um, okay, last question. But do you have any like Instagram account recommendations? Like any motivational people, or just like anyone that you like to follow on Instagram? This is such a good question. I.
2: I just feel like most of my Instagram, in all honesty, is charged people. <laughs> I just feel like that is what my feed is filled with, which, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But other accounts that I follow, so um, Erin Lives Whole is a really good account. Um, she creates a lot of like food recipes, and um, they're not. They just look amazing and delicious but she's just like really funny on her account um and then also i know that umass charge ladies know her but doc brit fit so britney and i know she held an account on this past i mean sorry she held an event this past semester but i'm obsessed with her and all of her content is so amazing and um she had has like the exercise science part so like i love like to geek out at all the facts she posts but also just her content in general is so cool
0: Yeah, I love um, Doc Britt Fit. That's her Instagram handle. But she like Julia said, she came to UMass and she was super awesome. But the best thing about her Instagram that like sets apart a lot of the accounts that I follow as opposed to other ones. And I remember Taylor said something like this too. At least like Doc Britt Fit, she has like the education to back up everything that she posts. Um, And so that's something that I definitely look for. So if you guys are into that, like knowing that you have a credible source as to who's sharing this information with you, um, I know for certain that she's one of them. So um, I totally agree. But I also I can totally relate to the fact that my in charge Instagram feed is all charge accounts. And I love it. (laughs) Like, it's like, it's honestly more fun for me to see what other people are like eating and exercising, like what they're doing for exercise with charge girls, because I don't know, I can just like relate more to like, the charge community I just love it I think it's awesome
1: exactly I, I use my charge Instagram like four times as much as I use like my regular Instagram <laughs> I love yeah. that way like sooner than my other
2: accounts I'm totally oh, yeah. on the same page with that because I just feel like even getting like advice or getting insight from others like these are my peers and people I can relate with. So like relate to so much. And I just feel like I really value even like their feedback or just conversations that we have more than just following someone who like their, their feed looks really cool, or their page looks really cool. But I almost just feel like I have such meaningful interactions with people, even though it's virtual, especially in this time. So it's just been so helpful to have.
1: Totally. I feel like even with like our regular Instagrams, you're kind of just like, following me and i should say this all the time but you're like following their highlight reel so like low-key like following when i go on to my other account like i sometimes feel like worse about myself than if i just go on my in charge instagram where you never feel worse about yourself and you're always like leave feeling more motivated or like inspired like by logging on absolutely well, thank you so much for joining us, Julia. It has been so fun to talk to you. You have always been like my biggest supporter and my biggest role model. So this was so nice to get you onto our episode today.
2: Thank you so, so much for having me. And for any CHARGE girls out there or for anyone you know, at UMass or if you're not at UMass who needs any advice for post-grad, definitely don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Yeah, where can anyone find you on Instagram if they want to learn more about you after they listen?
2: Yeah, my so my charge Instagram is jshan, S-H-A-U-N underscore in charge. And um, my email address is literally just my name, julia.shanacy at gmail.com, if that's easier.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope that people reach out to you and I am super, super happy that you were able to come on the podcast too. This is super fun. Um, And it's always good to kind of like reminisce on like where charge at UMass came from and look at where it is now. And it all starts with, you know, who brings it here and the people that bring it to where it is today. So um, thank you so much for being such a great leader and, um, you know, putting good footsteps in for people like Taylor and Haley and all the other exec members to make charge what it is today at UMass. So thank you so much, Julia. This was super fun. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Julia. Bye, guys.
0: We'll see you next week, guys.